Oh, yeah! Happy Comic Book Day, and thank you to Bad Mary for that too sweet playin'. Welcome, all you four color funny book aficionados. This is U.S. Comics Cast, Chapter 2, Episode 24. Two topics, 60 minutes for the people. Of course, I'm John Rivera, the CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics. Charmed, I'm sure. And that makes me your co-host, your co-founder, the CEO of U.S. Comics Captain Boom Boom the Hybrid Panda, your Long Island IC, Charlie Rivera, my dear brother. How are you today, sir? Happy Comic Book Day. Happy Comic Book Day to you, Charlie's. Maybe at this point we need to start referring it to Happy Loki Day. But all I can say to you, Charlie, is what's up with Loki? Oh, man, I'm... Uh, first and first, mostly, let's just get this out of the way. Didn't like episode one. I thought after how hmm. well done... Falcon and the Winter Soldier so far has the title for like best episode one of a limited series for me. It's a very specific title. That may be the craziest thing that you said in the show thus far. And you have said some clinically crazy shit. You, you know, I just, I, everything about it. I thoroughly like enjoyed. I thought they spent the money. The first episode of Loki Compared to something like WandaVision, where you had no clue what was going on, the yeah. first episode of Loki was somehow episode one of a series, but also very much a clip show. Like, the whole first well, episode was I like, mean, do you remember the, what Loki did in these movies? Here the, you go. Considering the exposition needed to catch you up to where Loki was. Because don't forget, Loki I, sidesteps out of the uh, ongoing Marvel narrative well before they even started wrapping up anything that we saw uh, with fucking Thanos, like kicking the bucket. So 100%. I'm it, just it, it saying... It needed to do that. Well, one could argue then like WandaVision needed to hold your hand and they didn't. All I'm saying is... What, WandaVision didn't... couldn't have been further... All right, uh, did, the... you, they did were... you executive well, produce Loki? I, this I, is I, the well, most offensive my, you've ever my been of anything. My job here is to correct crazy when I hear it, and my little the crazy alarm went off. Much like uh, the amazing Peter Parker spider sense, who you gave no further respect to last week. But oh, a fun, fun follow-up. Uh, I actually have uh, an official apology for Peter. Fuck you, Peter. You that's social climbing that's douche. Not, that's not an apology uh, at like all. Apology. It's not just my shirt. That's making me this red. I am literally this furious at you right now. Um, John no, Smith. Wanda, Wanda, Wanda Vision required none of that going in because they didn't step into like a all right on, a, so on the they, previous the last time you saw Wanda. They made different choices. All I'm right. saying is you're I the one it, that's comparing. I to. tuned it well because it fucking is okay to compare shit that's in the same uh, online digital format. 
two shows back. All right, so so let let me hear what, what I'm saying you is the first episode didn't like the about first, the first episode. episode while yeah. a perfectly fine episode sure. did nothing for me. Like them being like the Infinity Stones don't always matter. I was like, all right. Like there was nothing about that first episode. Owen Wilson didn't even do his signature sound effect, so I was right away disappointed. I thought everything. I thought, looked... I thought that was Melissa Villas and your. That was Owen Wilson they got for this shit. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking wow. crazy. But where they really where... open up the old Marvel wallets. <laughs> See, I I want to let me just jump. Yeah, in yeah, please do. As I'm sharing, manifest shit. destiny of subjects like charlie likes to do um i gotta say it wasn't uh i didn't come out of the experience um like giddy so to speak i it, it took me a little time to process i i had the luxury of having another comic book nerd that i could bounce uh bounce the thoughts off uh so i, I got taken down off of the ledge a little bit at first, though, that moment, and, and you know, we'll throw this up, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the first episode of Loki, you're in the wrong fucking place, because you need to be on your game if you're going to chill with the Rivera boys. That's but, right. I'll put up the warning. I'll do it. I'm not afraid of a, of a little know. spoiler warning in effect. Nice. Nice. But um, I, I had that moment where I kind of like sat back on the couch and crossed my arm. I was like, man, John doesn't like this, because... um. And I did make the automatic connection with WandaVision at this point. It was the Ralph Boner moment. Oh, like, you were oh, just like... oh, awesome, awesome. So now you're fucking with me even further. So all of the caring that I had to do through that whole first fucking phase of, of the, you know, Infinity Stones this, Infinity Stones that. Do I get a, the replica that's electronic that can wiggle its figures by itself? Or do I get the Iron Man version replica? Do I get the one that's like a little bank and I can put my little change from getting a little, you know, uh, Ganepa Man around the corner? I got I got really uh, uh, triggered with that. You like, want me to do? Me, you want me to snap without a gauntlet? How dare you, Loki? No, like you're you're telling me that like all of this literally all of this dying all of this torture that the characters that you've made us care about went through was for nothing because oh those are like trinkets those are like those are like uh you know pieces of shit that's like fake uh you know fake coins that you get when you're in the caribbean on vacation and stuff like that well it's sunken treasure and then you go to uh you know to to, to rick's fucking pawn shop in las vegas and he's like man sorry i the best i could do is 10 bucks that shit's fake and you're like, you bold bastard, I'll fucking kill you. I'll kill you and Chumley. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I've been watching a little bit of Pawn Stars lately. I can but, fucking tell. But, um, yeah, that, that did fade away, ultimately. I was like, I thought, uh, you know what? Because of the timeline situation, and, you know, you do get cast-offs, so to speak, with that narrative that they were telling us. Oh, you know what? That's okay. And specifically... There was, you know, it is canon that when you have something of magical, uh, you know, uh, magical abilities that enters into a timeline that's not of its own, a reality that's not of its own, it doesn't have its own. I I power loved I anymore. loved from that first episode. The one thing I did love was the world building. Again, unfortunately, it's like that first episode. That, spe that first episode specifically. It's not, uh, it's not wildly. I don't want to say it's not wildly original because that implies everything of, has to be. Of course, like, it is. On it. It's got we've, no IP we've compared seen, to everything else we've gotten. 
of course. But what I mean is like we've seen the like new old tech. Like they're old timey, but they're kind of futury. Everything about that first episode that but just did, like the aesthetics you talked about the sixties. Just like aesthetics. yeah, it's and and again, it's one of those situations where there was nothing. I did not watch that first episode with my well, there was a, there was arms a, a, crossed a that, little bit. There was a, a little bit of uh, Umbrella Academy aesthetic going on to that to that particular yeah. their particular offices. But I also didn't mind that whatsoever, especially coming out of like a Stephen King world yeah. mentality. Like, again, it was the sixties is where technology just. <laughs> Locks. It's it, like things are pretty technical, but like also as well as they're bright <laughs> fucking orange or like a, a avocado green and stuff I, like I, that. I, I, I don't mind that. I will say there's like an episode two reveal of a, of a jacket where I love the TVA like logo. Like that's one yeah. of those dumb things that I'm like, I want to share with that. When I saw Loki's jacket, he gets an episode two. I'm like, I want that. Like yeah. that is, I want to be like bizarre. I got news Charlie. For you, Charlie. You are definitely yes! going to get that, be wearing that jacket in some reality because you are fucking trouble. I got to say this, and and uh, uh, to not to play the opposite side of the chessboard. Uh, I mean, you're doing you, a great job, but. Uh, well, you know, I, I do like to be right. Goddamn variant. Um, I, I, I have to say, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, that first episode. Really, the only speed bump for me was like, oh, yeah, the fucking Infinity Stones don't mean shit. You I'm know like, what I mean? All that important shit, fuck you. Yeah, but but again, they it was rectified quickly. It was it was one of those things, you know. Jack Tripper walks into the wrong uh, wrong apartment, and you know hilarity ensues just for a little while. But I do have to say this: uh, there were two things in particular. Eh, I'll call it three. I'll be generous. I very much like the concept of the show now. Yeah, and, and the very very opening going into it, I thought, okay, well, this is just going to be transitional to a multiverse situation ah, bah, 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 bah. it's timeline situational it's not multiverse yeah. situational but that's totally fine well it's not uh, so multiverse yet. On board. well no but obviously we know that that's yeah. where the marvel uh, world was going but i'm saying i thought this would be that transition but yeah it's not however there were two things that really struck home for me i was like yes in episode i got one, on board in episode just in one. general in episode one, I got I got on board quickly with the concept of the show. I was like, great, this is what we're gonna be doing every week. Um, the fucking DB Cooper stuff. Oh man, that, that is, right there. I am conspiracy theory central. I love shit like that. What I'm not was... watching ancient aliens, I'm watching like the time life series of like, did you know about blah blah blah? I, I fucking loved it. The, the DB most... Cooper mystery. Is legitimate. Like they still don't fucking know. Well, but what I found so gloriously masturbatory about that was they made sure bills wound up in the air. Cause like oh, that's yeah, because like a central bills part, ended up yeah, money such, showed up on the But it the would be front. such an easy thing to fuck up. And they made sure that not only was it a couple bills, it was like a findable Enough. amount yeah. of bills. What I loved about what I loved about that first episode was just because again, I, I didn't love that first episode, but what I did take away from it was what I loved was, about it. I didn't love it. Well, no, what I loved about it was it was clearly coming from once again. This is the third uh, Marvel series on Disney plus that clearly has people behind the scenes who are absolutely in love with the character or characters and in love with the project they're doing. And I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but we've all seen a billion movies where people oh. really wanted to be making something else. 
we watched you know for yeah, like those, it. Are, those are trash people <laughs> those are people who don't have look if you're I'll, I'll, I'll put this out uh i wish we had a graphic for like fucking broad sweeping statement because this is about to be <laughs> i'll one. make one add to my list nice um if you are in the arts simultaneously not doing something that you love you are wasting your time because the arts in oh, any yeah. capacity whether it's a show making like this movie making theater uh, uh you know writing short story form long story form uh fucking podcasting comic books whatever the case might be if you're just in the arts for your paycheck you're a fucking jerk yeah. you're a jerk because you know a burger king is hiring and they make plant-based shit too so you literally have no excuses what the fuck are you doing? Before I forget my thought, though, the other thing that I particularly fucking loved about that first episode, um, they 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 reached their their Marvel steely hands into my cold, uh, uh, frozen, emotionless chest and cracked me open like they were gonna fucking like they were gonna hand love my heart and get it started again because. Much like Game of Thrones had me fucking shipping for Brienne <laughs> of Tarth and Torment Giants Bane. I am shipping hard right now, and I, I don't think you know where I'm going. Uh, well, I'll, I'll throw it out. Do you have a particular relationship that you see developing on the show that you're waiting, that can't wait to happen? I mean, the one I'm looking forward to is uh -huh. the TVA agent of Loki. There's just like for me, oh, well, them uh, like I forget her not, number. I Home forget her number too. From, uh, but them like not liking maybe? her, just hating his guts. Well, if if he had seen her on Lovecraft Country, he would not be wasting any time because that woman can get down, son. Um, yeah, that's that's not bad. It's not bad. It's not great. A okay. Obvious, what but do it's you not want? Bad in particular because clearly Loki can go in any romantic direction considering that he is gender fluid that's canon dum-dums oh Loki don't even, is gender fluid don't even get me and started stop how but dumb people are they're just dumb we, we, we'll acknowledge that but my shipping <laughs> wish of wishes is fucking miss minutes the little animated uh, clock that walks walks our boy through the introduction and none other then Jurassic Park's oh. very own <laughs> Mr. DNA. We use dinosaur DNA. Tara Strong voicing anything. I would fight the DNA strand because Tara Strong is You're not going to win, bro. I know You're I won't. Not if he can pull blood out of a fucking ancient mosquito and spit out a goddamn raptor, this you ain't got sexy? shit. Yeah, yes, it is. We're not shipping just for funsies to hold hands walking down the fucking the, the main way at the carnival. No, we're going to get down. I want Miss Minutes and Mr. DNA to get down. And just can you imagine the adorable animated babies that they will pop out? Just I a bunch of stopwatches with little DNA chains. Whatever, man. Um, all, no matter what they look like. Just so we uh, just so we at least talk a little about it because it is hot off the presses. Episode two. Um, yeah. If I had anything that I didn't love or any reasons to like be not all the way. Episode two was like, hey, Charlie, it's knock, going. knock, dummy. It's on. So 
That one was me. Thing... That was me at you window. Damn it. I knew it. You should have come in, man. That's a long drive. Uh, episode two was fantastic. Loki at his Lokiest. Uh, <laughs> we had the big reveal of the... the B-15, it, by the way. I'll call it... Thank you. Oh, B-15 is going to get got, I guarantee, by one of the Lokis. Uh, there's a Hulk Loki. There's a, a Blue Elf Loki. Yeah. I don't care if it's male Loki, Viking, female Loki, in between Loki, whatever. Likey, well, Loki, whoever. The same. Uh, what I loved though was just everything about that episode from like the costume design to Lady Loki's crown straight out oh, of the most recent Loki with its missing the little the one horns. horn. Oh, I love um, it. Absolutely spectacular. And also, one, two things I didn't see coming out of that episode. One, her plan is excellent like when trying to like figure out what she was trying to do and then she does it and it's like i'm gonna fuck up the timeline in multiple spots good luck tva eat this fucking clamshell um but also having fella loki the loki we we kind of know and have grown up with being like mm, all right like just the notion yeah, it's beautiful that loki is lokiing so hard that we still, as viewers, were like, which fucking way is he going? And now there's... Like, the, I still don't know what side he's on. four ways. He either was fucking with the TVA, which seems the most logical. He was... After he saw his mom get aced because he's a, a fucking dick and learning that his brother loves him, maybe he's trying to go babyface. Nah, maybe because Lady Loki out-Loki'd him. He's like, time to fall in line and be a good Loki soldier. Or is it that he's like gonna try to out loki his lady loki counterpart or i just thought of the fifth is he like this is a good plan i'm gonna fuck this bitch up and i'm gonna take credit for it because loki i am ultimately i am in the camp of even amongst a loki amongst loki's still wants to be the top loki. still wants to be the king so loki. like right and wrong you know mischief versus madness like you can factor in all of those, you know, you know, all of that alliteration that you want. I think that ultimately it's hubris. That's that's what this hour Loki is all about. I He's will not motivated by anything so anything more than that. And when 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 those little emotions kind of creep in on him, um, it's almost like an irritation. You know, it's like he. He's like he got a, he's got the flu for a couple of weeks. He's fucking annoyed with his damn these emotions, son of a bitch. I, I, I would love again, uh, generally speaking, like anti-hero is so boring because that just your motivation is your he's motivation. He's not an anti-hero. No. I, well, but again, it's like people. Anytime a character, we talked about it last week. A lot of times, v villains are far more interesting than their hero counterparts. Almost and then always. The, the problem that happens is then you get at least two films where fucking Venom is like, "I'm a good guy." Be like, "Oh, you're not interesting at all." The flu scenes are the only scenes I like in that fucking first Venom movie, because when I don't you. Even think of that venom movie it was dude it a, like haunts me it haunts it me because so... of like the easy directions they could have gone and didn't but i digress just because i don't want this to go on too too much longer the yeah. amazing thing about loki right now for episode three and i think it's the best way this show can go is i truly have no fucking clue what loki's ultimate goal is except he has one and or, in story or... 
where the where the like maybe like you were gonna say where the story is gonna take us. It's right it's, because ultimately we just know that this is a a step sideways in the narrative that we've gotten thus far. So it really is about as freeing as anything can be in storytelling. You know, like when we examine kind of what Marvel has done so spectacularly, um, more than anything else, and I don't care about like, well, I, I do like this character, I don't like this character, I like this actor, I don't like that actor, blah, blah, blah. Oh, the sequel is whack, but the third one was good, and whatever, That that's all arbitrary. Um, ultimately, you cannot deny that the most difficult thing that any long-form storytelling like that can do is tell a, a tell a story over X amount of entries, whether it's a show or movies or what have you. And where does that leave you? So you say, okay, well, we can do like a Black Widow situation. We'll take you back before you met her. Take her back. Going. Or we can say we can take you to 2050, like we we know that this big ass storm is coming in our future. Gonna be watching the fucking watching uh, the clock on that one. I'm also watching Roxon. Fucking uh-huh. way to pull into the depths Seriously. of companies from Marvel for fuck's sakes. But um also as well as they found a way to go sideways, right, in their story arc, which is fucking phenomenal. Then one might argue, well, that's all well and good, and it might be short form entertaining, short term entertaining, but you know ultimately we're gonna end up to where we're familiar. Except if your fucking actual story is about changing timelines, in which case you could be wherever the fuck, dude. Right? Like because literally, this laughed in Doc Brown's face when he's drawing like the one fucking chalk. You know, he's like, "Wow, when you talk to your mother, you did this, dude." You know how many people's fucking photos are becoming translucent right now? Like, are oh, you John, are you <laughs> even 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 worse than that how many people's moms are trying to bang their own kids oh, yeah. without realizing it it There's, is gross humping central but not much, going to the enchantment I, under the sea dance i think no the, thank you i think the most important thing to remember is ultimately it boils down mm-hmm. to loki mm-hmm. what go ahead you already you ca- stepped on it we stepped on what Go, go, please finish your thought. I was going to say that that bastard Loki, be it mm-hmm. with testicles or without, is a liar. Just sorry, like that horrible... I'm sorry, alert. I'll ignore you now. Well, I mean, I was supposed to introduce Loki, and you took Actually, that. Actually, you we weren't, get... but I was. Fine. We literally talked about it. Hey. George Lucas was a liar because Han's on first. <laughs> Clink. Choke, choke, choke on your drink. Choke on your drink, you son of a bitch. Choke. Oh, you lucky motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I am I am the younger brother. If one of us was gonna be Loki, it would be I'm portly Loki. You didn't see him <laughs> in episode two, but he's there. He was just grabbing a burger. My dear brother, you yeah, are first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate you. I hate Go you. Go ahead bro. and start my time. <laughs> boop. <laughs> Look at real Thank you. Boop, a little tiny one. So you know what really hurts? What Tell me really now. hurts? Not when you do an extra mile and you rip like a 32 top layers off the back of your ankle. That hurts a little. <laughs> what what really hurts is when you wear a dynamite wild stallion shirt for your little baby brother. And he goes and steps all over your face. But it's okay because where you're looking for wild things... It's not just around any old corner. 
if you're looking for wild things, you got to go to the damn savage land. And when you're talking about the savage land, there's only one fucking guy that comes to mind first and first mostly. Tarzan. And that it, I'll fucking Tarzan you to death. I will bury you next to Cheetah, you fucking banana eating motherfucker, you. No. It is Kazar. Kazar. <laughs> like Charlie uh, flirted with uh, death a moment ago. Uh, Kazar is... I wouldn't... Uh, to say that, that Kazar is Marvel's Tarzan is... Yeah, it's like a sophomoric, you know, left on the fucking the, the bus station uh, bench like Charlie was several times. Uh, take on things. No, when he first came to the world of Marvel... Kazar, the lord of the Savage Land, uh, was really more of like a eh, like a king of the jungle slash almost caveman type thing. Like to compare him to a to a, a, a tour or a Conan or something like that, like a more of a barbarian. That would not be the case. He was a man of the land. He was a man of the jungle, uh, raised by a large cat to ward off the the ape beasts uh, that were coming to get him. Ironically, it just goes to show you that all societies can work together because even though he was raised by a large saber cat uh, and protected from the from the man apes that wanted to wipe his ass out, his actual name is a, a man ape name. So Kevin, just goes to show you, can Plunder. we all come together? Kevin Plunder could be the yes. worst made up name. Like well, if he went to the DMV, I'd be like, bitch, were you raised by a cat? This name is bullshit. It's like Lord Plunder because his his English, you know, highbrow parents like, oh, England. Yeah. Who plundered more than fucking England? That's you know, true. Colonial. Some other his name was almost Steve raped families. That's how fucking <laughs> colonial his asshole name is. Hi, my name is Bob. I live in your house now. Get out. Oh, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> so it's political commentary. Oh, I see. I see. Um. So, uh, so, so, yeah. So we got for we got anyone who's unfamiliar with Kazar, uh, like Charlie was about three hours ago before I told them my topic. Um, so Kazar came to the world of Marvel very early, right? His interactions, uh, I think X Men Ten was his his entree. That sounds and, uh, right. And there was actually a Kazar prior, but they're not related whatsoever. Right, so there's just like it's one of those namesakes, you know. It's like Charlie Boom Boom Rivera. We also have a Boom Boom, and I know in my personal life a Boom Boom. Um, sometimes that just happens. Sometimes it happens. <laughs> but uh, so he's been around a long time now. My personal uh, love affair um, in the late '80s, early '90s, when the X-Men were chilling in the Savage Land, like you know, just the regular day-to-day. Destroying tanks and you know, uh, you know, being the stand-up uh, against racism. You know, the correlations, teaching little kids lessons and what have you. Um, when they had had their fill of that, they went on down to the Savage Land, and there are dinosaurs fucking running around and just blonde dudes with perfectly quaffed hair. Uh, when I first started getting into the comic, dinosaurs book and pomade—that's yeah. what they have in the Savage Land. A lot of people don't know pomade is actually what wiped out the dinosaurs. They're like, "Oh, it's a meteorite." Oh no, it was climate change. No, it was fucking. It was uh, it was it was pomade. It was Dapper Dan. You know, a lot of people didn't know. That's why Dapper Dan is off the market. Yeah, I'm a Dapper Dan man, motherfucker. All right, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. 
we're crossing references. Um, but yeah, uh, so I, just I got a, well a, a pop culture migraine. <laughs> yeah, that was, <laughs> that was the it was time like line Rocky Four, just a bunch of fucking variants. So I'm a yeah, different man. man. <laughs> so my my connection with Mister Loincloth uh, and the comb over goes back, goes back in the day. Now this is one of those characters, and it's ironic. For me, at least, because I am so anti-bringing characters back, right? If a character is fucking dead, if let him be dead. There, leave, let the let the brother rest. Hasn't he done enough? Yeah. He's been running around with a loincloth. He's been running around with his blonde locks. Hasn't had a conditioner in it for like months. Like he's been through some stuff. And interestingly enough, um, for a guy just in a diaper. He has thrown down with some of the biggest fucking threats that Marvel has uh, been able to throw his way. And uh, he's come out just fine uh, until the very end when he didn't. Uh, and I thought, you know what? Good for you. Good on you, my friend. Job well done. Rest in peace. No, nope. no, nope. because he's coming back. That's so awesome. I, I also think that's one of those characters. And just a shout out, as always, our, our chat section across YouTube, Facebook, uh, all that good stuff. Cadillacs and dinosaurs and pomade. Oh, my. Dare I say. <laughs> uh, I would absolutely sign up for a remix of that song. You know what's really cool about this particular character? Again, when, Mar when a, a company is as successful yeah. as Marvel has been, in the in the movie industry and now Marvel on the movies touche um and the the now marvel tv you sometimes need properties that are wildly different and kazar is one of those cats and the savage land specifically jurassic park can't make a fucking good jurassic park movie anymore time for marvel to swoop in like let's get a, a, a brontosaurus and the fucking flintstone uh slide it's just it's such an uh in a sea of characters right now he'd be so wildly unique like it's this yeah, is a character absolutely. that we had. When was the last time we had someone chilling with dinosaurs that wasn't like a clone of them or whatever the fuck Jurassic World thirty four did? Um, I, I'm I'm super excited. And this Mr. Is not DNA is back again, kids. Uh, this is yeah, the, no, the I, recoil. I agree. This is this is a character. Um, there's not a version of him like a like a spinoff or a derivative character. Like he he is it. You know, he is really it. Um, I mean, we can maybe get him a shirt at this point just to mix it up a little bit. But, you know, you get killed by an alien. Typically, you think, well, that's the check, please. I'm 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 buried now. But uh, nope, nope, nope. They got to show right off that scar. Got to got to show off that that scar. I, I just think in comics in general, it. whenever you talk about, you know, again, it, it not to make everything a little bit about Superman. But what's yeah. always weird to me is that, like people mistake boring writing for being unable to write superman the reason superman in my opinion isn't as wildly successful of a comic anymore is because everyone's trying to do shit with him to like make him interesting when the most interesting thing is that he's fucking superman you know sure. they, they, we've yet to have a comic at least to my knowledge comment section let me know if i'm wrong let us know even after the show posts he's wrong 
we have we keep having like Superman stop bank robberies and we've yet to have that issue where a bank robbery is happening and Superman shows up and they're like, whoa, 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 our bad. We fucking quit. And you you could do such interesting things with these characters. So it's nice about uh, interesting things. Not that exact thing, because that that's not what wouldn't be particularly very interesting. I think it could. Be. Oh, we could give up. Like, like, huh? This fucking issue was like two pages long. But then and the you first have, page was just an advertisement. Uh, no, I, I know you're mostly trying to be hilarious and mission accomplished, but also <laughs> as well as you could have the whole brain. Like Superman's also like not a piece of shit. Now these people have, have are definitely going to fucking jail. You know, you don't you don't you don't get a re- kind of arrested by Superman without showing up in jail and their lives are fucking so ruined. Like and, a law and order esque uh, issue. I, I just think even just this is showing, your pitch. You have the elevated to yourself. With the muckety mucks of DC and Charlie's like, I could, I, hey, I, folks, I don't need, I don't need five uh, years on Action Comics to drop an intro. I'm talking about a one issue story. I think it would be very fucking interesting, to be totally honest. But my point is, it certainly would be more interesting than someone else going like, "What if it's Superman, but like he turns bad?" Shut the fuck yeah. up! Like, shut well, the fuck up! You have a billion first, fake the first Superman person that came up with like oh but bad superman that's great that is literally great it's the 45th the 46th the 47th version of that same story we like are we paying you i hope we're not paying you at this point but no i understand like you and 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 i i personally have to be careful of that also where like you have a character that's established in any capacity, even short term, and then you read a book and be like, mm, that didn't really do it for me. It's not the character's fault. I'm not going to victim shame. That's not yeah. like, well, look what Superman was wearing. No, 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 motherfucker. He didn't write that story himself. Charlie wrote the story where the guys in the bank gave up when they saw the little I'll tell you, I'm going to write this fucking treatment and you're going to cry. You're going to cry by the 21st page, you piece of shit. Uh, I'd be crying if it makes it 21 pages. Like, there's no fucking way. There's no way. You're a bastard. One of our our, uh, wonderful uh, human beings, fan of the show, uh, he works with us on U.S. comics properties, but Ellis throughout, there's a comic where Plastic Man pretends to make his or makes his shadow, makes himself look like a shadow of Batman, and the bad guys give up, and that's clever as fuck. The worst thing you do with Plastic Man is be like, what if it's Plastic Man with guns? That's my only point. So with Kazar, the most interesting thing you can do is put him in his fucking environment and and let him fucking romp with stories like it doesn't makes sense to go against like you said before there's not really a lot of derivatives of him specifically so the best thing is lean in same with again not to not to double back but the best sort of loki stories are stories where loki acts like fucking loki and what i'd be most interested is to see him in the savage land fucking romping around having his savage land adventures uh, now is there are you mean not low because because right? i mean i i if that's where this fucking show goes sure if that's the fucking the the 2021 marvel uh you know crossover event that we get i'm coming straight to your house bro and i'm not knocking on the window this time i'm knocking on the door what like what do you specifically want to see out of it or is it just getting him back in the in the kind of public zeitgeist because I don't think I think people would like read this announcement. If you put up a Kazar poster tomorrow, yeah. no one's gonna be like, I know who exactly that is. Like well, he is you do the, kind of. 
you know, just aesthetically speaking. Oh, I see what you're not like, oh, look at Kazar fucking running around in furry what? diapers. What I is that guy? A lawyer? a lawyer. Oh, you're dead to me. You're dead. Like they're, One they're, brain. This is, I need the fucking, the TVA to show up here <laughs> because my variant is running around on Long Island right now. And Owen Wilson or Melissa Villasenor, whichever version of you that gets here first, I need you to look into this Charlie motherfucker. My God, can I have my brain back? I've I been, really, really need it. I've been hiding in plain sight the whole time. I'm the Jesus. girl version oh. of John. Uh, just same thick beard. Uh, you know, again, but that's what I mean is like, the same way that Iron Man was yeah. not a top tier character. Not at all. No. Do you think Kazar can have that sort of rise? I, I certainly kids well, love dinosaurs. Here, here's the thing. It, I can see it playing out this way first and first mostly, like our boy Nick Kroll says. Um, ghosts. No, sorry. Um, <laughs> first and foremost, um, it's already been announced this is a limited series. So while while I am getting my Kazar back and my instant nostalgia from like that, my golden era of, of uh, X-Men books, um, I know that I don't have him for the long stay, right? He he packed an overnight bag of furry diapers. He didn't pack, you know, like a big rolling case. He's like, I got a 12-pack. Let's do this. <laughs> He's not going to be around a long time. However, uh, if this is our re-entry into the Savage Land proper, then I'm all for it because there's just so much uh, uh, brontosaurus meat on the bone, uh, you know, kind of stories that you can take down. To. What's very interesting is when, uh, you know, the, the Marvel stories from that period of time, they were very uh, socially conscious. So even when I was reading it on a more immature level, I was kind of redundant because I'm very immature now, but uh, when I was reading it as a, as a, as a junior, um, my thought, I you know, I had that colonialism uh, uh, is bad concept, you know, given to me by the folks over at Marvel because, yeah, granted, you had to every once in a while run away from a saber-toothed tiger <laughs> or maybe you got a T-Rex chasing your ass. There was even uh, occasionally a couple of um, – a couple – oh, God, what the fuck is his name? Like the pterodactyl people? You know, yeah. there was yes. some shit going on in the Savage Land, but – um, they were dealing with it, right? Because our had shit on lock. He was even throwing it down occasionally. However, when the when the uh, the the door the the gates opened up, and all of a sudden, all of these uh, familiar Marvel characters kind of showing up, and all of a sudden now it's like the fucking French Riviera. They're going down to do uh, to summer in the Savage Land. It was fucking. It was it was like issue after issue after issue, uh, no pun intended. So. Uh, that being said, I very much would like to see where a creative writer and and um, we're getting this limited series from uh, Zach Thompson, who uh, he did Yondu, he did Age of X Men. Um, again, uh, clear, clearly uh, capable hands that you're giving this world over to. So while this is going to be admittedly a limited series, I do hope that we're going to get now a more uh, you know more ongoing regular dose. Of Savage Land because it's it's just great storytelling. Yeah, what's great too about these? I mean, look at what Loki's limited series did 
just a few years ago. Yeah. And again, that was a little reversed. It's Loki got popular because of the movies, and they were like, let's... But that that printing press kind of works both ways. Sometimes you test the waters with a really good limited series. A lot of times, especially nowadays, the nerds are somewhat the vanguard of what's next. If you can prove it in a small pond, then you can extend that pond. Because well, right now with comics... The nerds are, are bullies, is, is the truth of it. They're like, no, give it to me now. Fucking bunch of, you know, uh, Veruca Salts running around out there. But I want the Savage Land now, Daddy. Um, Little bitch, I'll throw you in a chunk of fucking river right now. You shut the fuck up. I just think, uh, you know, I, I just think it's a great way to, to test the character, especially we're about to have a lot of guys in their furry draws out there. He-Man's going to be back, and it's a big push. He's getting two series. So when yeah. you talk about, like, visually you're like i get it these are close enough right they're, they're both blonde they're both rocking fur there is something to be said about like you don't you don't want your your similar character just being obsolete you want to remind people like we got one of them too don't buy that one buy supreme and then no one does uh you know i, I i'm just excited for the the world that marvel exists in is so interesting because they're like Manhattan is Manhattan, just wacky shit happens. But also Savage Land, which is fucking awesome. You right. know what I mean? It's like they're like, like they have story arcs in Marvel where like somebody's getting a ticket on page twelve because they they got they blocked the box. Like you can't stop your card in an intersection in Manhattan, bro. That's a sixty dollar ticket, and that they have. But then like two issues later, they're fucking running away from a T Rex. And they're like, one lace is untied. I'm like, ah, shit, I can't stop. If I fucking stop, this Tyrannosaurus motherfucker is going to eat me alive. Good Lord. And, you know, all of a sudden, the DMV doesn't have as much sway over your decision making. That's just that's just reality. I would also really love to see some of these characters that are, are I mean, again, bringing the stuff from the comics to live action is always, there's always the risk they'll fuck it up. But I would love to see the current captain america just be like la -ta -ta. where am i going what's the place called savage land what did you fucking dinosaur yeah like He'd anthony like, why i'd rather go to the moon send me to the moon fucking savage land are you joking Isn't oh and i don't Steve even is? have my shield cool 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 there's something so <laughs> exciting about like what would they do with this shit live action just because in the comics that's the reason i'll always love comics and i'll always uh, pick up an interesting looking comic is because the world is you can have 75 fucking dinosaurs on a page and it ain't shit like we got green ink for days but then the notion of like they're gonna add it they're gonna fucking bring or even like what if now if what if gets well, a second season that get is the a, fuck a out of here wide open door just real quick i i know that charlie loves when we do this but i do want to throw it to to uh the chat for a minute because ellis in his infinite wisdom fucking threw out that he wants to see our uh a renewal of thunder the barbarian uh thunder the barbarian anyone who doesn't know uh <laughs> that's a deep cut. there was there was a, a group of, of superhero-type characters from the good folks at Hanna-Barbera. Uh, and obviously, we always think of them in, like, one capacity or another. But, you know, uh, everything from fucking uh, Blue Falcon and... Uh, I mean, it was... Their, their, their cast of characters was... Well, basically, it looks like 
the the same eight year old that was watching Bugs Bunny five minutes ago. It's like, yeah, I can make superheroes too. <laughs> and then we just like came up. Thunder the Barbarian is like if Conan woke up on the fucking Millennium Falcon because he had like a robot uh, uh, Wookie Chewbacca, and also he had like a fucking uh, barbarian sword, but was also as well as like energy slash laser sword. Like what? What's going on, bro? What? What's going on? The that was like is, the only thing that was somewhat realistic was they had like a nineteen pack. Because all he ate was protein. No fucking body on Thunder the Barbarian was having uh, salads with their meals. They were like, saber-toothed tiger barbecue? You got it. Literally had the all of the... Yes, Paul. Yes. <laughs> Paul burned out Herculoids. My <laughs> head is going to explode. There's nothing better than a woolly mammoth slash snork that shoots out fucking lava cannonballs out of his face yeah no no that, that's entertaining for the kids who They'll really the, come away with something on that who is the danny devito looking caveman with the cape captain caveman guy? captain caveman captain I ca- caveman i want to see that like team up movie i just yeah. all like but that bring was, out conan that was their <laughs> justice league in essence it was, it was just ridiculous. It Terrible. Was just ridiculous. Laser but I loved every everyone. minute of it. You know yeah. what? Oh, because yeah. things don't... I've been telling you this for years. <laughs> things don't have to be good to be great. Like, there is a certain... If you told me... Clear examples of that. Captain Caveman starring Danny DeVito this summer. Be like, yeah, make that shit a trilogy. Yeah. I mean, make yeah. it a trilogy You would just now. have to figure out how he could wear a top hat. Because every one of Danny DeVito's best performances his greatest roles he has a top hat at one point or another uh but before my time completely evaporates um i gotta ask you charlie uh going against our fundamental tenant because we're not talking about u.s comics properties here but um who's the one character who we haven't yet seen resurrected who you wouldn't mind opening the book and seeing on the uh, splash page and I don't care about capacity. It could be in a throwback story. It yeah. could be like an amount. Oh, this just looks like this person. Maybe a Loki or a, you know, similar type of personality. Fuck with somebody. Satana's like, oh, look who it is. Well, it's really me. <laughs> you know, whatever the case might be. Just somebody we haven't seen since they were put on the ground. Who you'd like to see again? My God, who's left? Like, I do not need to see the amazing yeah. Spider just, Ben because I feel surprising. like that would be. That would be the well. Do you have some in front of you? Can you name? I feel like everyone's come back. Like Alfred's definitely he's dead right now, but he's gonna yeah. come back. And like you know, what's fucked up with Alfred is like yeah. there's interesting things you could do with that sort. I've and it's so Alfred's corny. Some of the shit I want is so corny because I'm like, yo, Alf- Alfred doesn't have like a daughter who could show up. Like we're just saying, Alfred wrapped it every time. Like if you let poor Alfred rest. He doesn't have an uncle, a cousin, a, a a brother, someone to do a similar role in an interesting way. Or like the crazy AI Alfred that was running around for a while. I can't really think of anyone who's well, you, like you the eradicator. I, I you, don't. No, nah, he's trash. Come on. I don't favorite. want first and first, um, mostly. Best costume trash. ever. He's garbage. Fucking you. He's got like, he looks like uh, he's wearing 90s volleyball. Yeah. Visors on. Thus like yeah. Awesome. The the loudest uh, the loudest voices actually have been clamoring for fucking Ben Riley again. They want Scarlet Spider. Um, you know they just like the hoodie because because it's fat boy friendly. Dude, it is fat boy friendly. It looks like he's fucking Laura Branigan. He's a maniac, maniac. I hate 
hate that costume. If that he is, comes back, that is I'd my favorite Spider-Man costume. I'd rather see him in fucking Kazar's outfit than that terrible off-the-shoulder number. But what if it's um, still like blue? It's like still a blue hoodie. He just wrapped around his crotch. Whatever it is, like yeah, tuck, tuck it, tie it, whatever the case might be. Um, no, what you what you end up seeing about more so are like these characters that have become mantles. So it's not that like you know we have Ant Man, we've got a few Ant Men so to speak, but we don't have Eric O'Grady. Yeah. Uh, or or like Captain Marvel, like like maybe there's some more Marvel stories that can uh, still be told, like kind of things in, in that capacity. Um, uh, Bill Foster, they're throwing out here. Um, even fucking Jor-El. If you want to give me, and I don't care if it's in this capacity, like an Elseworlds capacity, or you know, somebody I know, Smallville, Charlie's Altar. Somebody uh, they save no, Nobody can save it. Nobody, it's that bad. Don't um, matter how far we go, but just I, I know save. you're. You're a Reyes fan uh, for Blue Beetle. But if I said, oh, here's a fucking chord story. I would, you know, that's 10 chords, a good call. Um, Honestly, anytime the the old versions of teams, I would love to see. And I'm sure some of those Southern muckers are dead. Um, Teams are tough because then you have a lot of story telling and you have no time to character build. But even if you just see like an individual. I wouldn't mind like a bot, like again, not to break your concept, but if you were to throw out, you know, a, a two issue miniseries about like an old version of the Guardians of the Galaxy that took place back when they were the Guardians of the Galaxy, like that could be cool because so sure. many people now know the lineup just from the flick. Well, um, when we saw the original fucking crew in the cinematic version with, with, with Sylvester Stallone at the head of it. Ooh, I chubbed up so fast. It didn't make a difference that I had the, the Mr. Slushy cup still filled up. I was like, hey, hello. I mean, if I'm allowed to throw it from comics to the movie counterpart, I absolutely, uh, Yondu, I would watch a Yondu flick tomorrow. Like yeah, Yondu but, and but, Baby Star-Lord? Yeah, but but at, at that point, that would require someone uh, of, real, uh, of real talent because it, you couldn't just have Yondu being a douchebag right it would need to be you know what the that relationship would be that would be like the Ours? original dread pirate roberts yeah first got on the ship hey good job there fucking earthling i'll probably kill you in the morning like one, one of those situations that might be good but it would be important to show that he's not just yeah one note. he's not just a douchebag for douchebag's sake that he's being a douchebag to this fucking earthling he saved his life when he easily could have Handed him right the fuck over, uh, some parallels. Um, but he's he's deep down, he's got those kernels of goodness at least flowering up to the ultimate redemption that we did get. So yeah, I'd be I'd be all for that project. And again, it, it you know, again, I, I jokingly said like a buddy cop film, but you have that whole crew to work with or a version of the the whole crew to work with. It could be a lot of fun. Sure. Yeah, yeah, of course. Could be a lot, a lot of fun. Anyone stick out for you? That you're just thirsty for? Not really. Kazar. So I'm, I'm happy. Just Kazar. I'm a fucking Kazar for everything. Kazar <laughs> for everything, indeed. And that's great. What a wonderful way to end your time. Special shout out to my favorite comment. Uh, they just want to bring back Nick Fury from another dimension. 
as uh, uh, David Hasselhoff. The Hoff, as Nick Fury, is absolutely... Holly is drunk as shit today. It's, Holy it's cow. Not only today, baby. Uh, ever since Monday, uh, that retirement party was uh, fantastic. My dear brother! Word. We got to pay bills this and every week to keep sure. the lights on, and my le- my lights keep getting better. Easy for me to say. And this episode and all episodes... I look like I'm sunburned, so I'm glad somebody's likes. Of, of us comics would be impossible without our fine sponsors and one of my absolute favorite sponsors is also one of my favorite bands and that of course is bad mary you can find them on twitter on instagram and on facebook at bad mary band you can support them financially over on patreon.com forward slash bad mary they do live streams it's amazing my favorite part about bad mary though is if you want to tune in and hear some of that lovely music they make it can be found on each and every streaming service so if you have just itunes spotify all of it they're there bad mary band they just returned to their very first live gig with more on the way absolutely worth your time check them out bad mary baby yeah they're worth checking out live for sure our other sponsor right here on facebook gaming it's sergeant finesse two streams a day minimum outstanding gaming content supporter games giveaways he just gave away like a giant ipad yesterday um he does uh you know um again contests uh check him out today throw him a like a follow consider becoming a supporter if you need to pick me up though if you need to pick me up i say if you need to pick me up go ahead and follow the white rabbit down to sneakenergy.com. use code sgt at checkout if you're looking for some fresh new gear Ooh, and you want to make yourself real red. Looks like you just came off of Jones Beach and it's 200 degrees out. Go ahead over to geeksunleashed.com. Use code Sarge at checkout there when the Sarge is on deck. Yes, salute. GG, son. My dear brother, start my time. All right. I got to tell you, this whole Disney Plus thing of like old school TV where you get one episode, then you have to wait. And it's really good for them because, you know, they get to be talked about for five or six or seven weeks. Fuck that noise. The Netflix model is the Netflix model for a reason because it's the best model. Right. They don't give a fuck. I literally, if something's good, I'm just going to say, hey, sleep, go fuck yourself. And that's what happened with me and Sweet Tooth. Uh, I know you you said, you told the people, you told the people it was going to happen. You said it was almost impossible to fuck it up. And I personally think it is one of, if not the best Netflix series Charlie's that love, I've, boy. I, when I tell you, a show has seldomly a show based on something I've previously loved, like the Sweet Tooth comic. It's hard to do something that maintains the core values and then like changes everything about the delivery. The moment I saw this beautiful little antlered kid, I was like, well, that's fucked up. I never thought of the world as like that kid's not like again, when you think of a term freak the comic book version of sweet tooth you're like he's a freak that kid's fucked up looking that's he'd be wild without antlers and the the goofy ears that looks like a he's a cab with the doors open (laughs) driving down the street like he he clearly uh is gonna have some issues in the playground 
uh, as illustrated in the Sweet Tooth comic. But yeah, I agree with you. When I when I first saw that 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 trailer, trailer the teaser trailer, I was like, this this shit looks like a like, he he looks like he was lifted out of a Steven Spielberg movie. 100%. Like that was, it was adorable. That kid. Do you do you know the vibes I actually got? Uh, I'm, of course not. I'm gonna forget the what was the Spielberg movie Ooh. with the robot. AI? I almost said it was AI. Thank you. When I like the trailer for AI, like everything was fucking beautiful. And then that movie sucked balls. Sorry, Steven. You fucking get to have a strike every now and then. Um, but Sweet Tooth, I genuinely had some real concern. Like, yeah, it was produced by Robert Downey Jr., which I guess yeah. some people cared and about. Wife, but like, yeah. that doesn't mean, like, no offense to them, doesn't mean shit to me. It's not like there's it, a history of stuff I they produced that's amazing. Uh, the reason why they attach things like that. It's not just for like, like, like name dropping. The reason why they attach things like that is because uh, RDJ at this point in his career, he oh. only works with fucking. That's home a good run point. Hitters. He so only gets know, out of bed for a W. And especially if this is gonna be his first like real foray, uh, name top of the marquee situation, uh, that he's not in or like a, an indie type thing, you know it's gonna be a banger. So. All of that, all of that, um, uh, you know, all, all of the the information kind of just piled up, and that's why I was so confident walking in. again. If there was a, a way, he, he, you know, around the corner, and they see that I could have put money on this show being a straight banger, being loved, I would have bet the fucking farm. Sorry, little mutant freaks. I know a lot of you live on that farm. I would have bet it, but comfortably because that show is. Mwah. You know, I love being right. But it's what I loved about that show is they really did a great job of just leaning into being whatever they were gonna be. Like it seems like they started that adaptation and they were like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. This is the story. And then they just pieced everything together with the idea of like quality in mind. And I know that sounds really stupid, but looking at that teaser trailer, looking at the world, any particular frame looks like it could be out of a storybook. It Mm. looks like it could be a high budget kid show. And it's not fantasy. Yeah. More than horror. But it also doesn't look like considering the content has so much gore and so much kind of viciousness. it, Mm. It looks like you, you could tell by the trailer, that's not what they were doing, except well, except unless they... they wanted to do the old switcheroo on you. And like, also it's like true. When, when a horror movie does like start, there's nothing more peaceful, idyllic, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, jealousy inducing than the first fucking 10 minutes of a horror film because the first everything ten, is going right. The first five happy. hours at Camp Crystal Lake, at Cra- Camp Crystal Lake, someone hands you a beer. Some girl takes her top off. Yeah, Every yeah. guy has ninety-five abs. First five hours. The first five minutes, you're like, ah, uh, what cabin am I in? <laughs> They're like, uh, first slam this beer, then have sex on the lake, and then uh, do a couple of bumps, and then we're gonna tell you a legend. <laughs> uh, of where not to swim but like first do these other things i'm sure it'll be very safe i no, I, I i agree with I, you completely. i want now the movie where it's where it starts that way but then like the person drinks so much so they have to go home and they come back like two days later like, and there's everyone's fucking super dead what's going on 
That's like like when Sean woke up late and he's just like stumbling through the zombie apocalypse, like not paying attention to what's going on. No, I, I agree with you. Um, and and I do agree with you as well on Sweet Tooth. Um, I did have that feeling though, at least that it was a possibility, knowing how dark, right? That's that's the only that's the only term that we use for it. The comic series, and I love the comic series for what it is, is fucking dark. And uh, um, there's probably no better example of that than Big Guy, right? Yeah. Fucking this mother. That's so, a bad motherfucker. Well, and here's the other thing, and it's a point I want to touch on if you don't get to it yourself. Yeah. Um, but what they decided to do with him, they obviously made a few changes, few aesthetic changes. So yeah. in the comic, he's a white guy, colorblind not, casting left and right. He's not. Well, he's not a he's not a former football player. He's a former hockey player. So there was a certain mentality shift because he's basically the Punisher in the comic. He fucking does not play around with a magic coat. He I love he fucking got what you need. Man, he I wish I had a nine volt recharge of a battery. Somebody's day with fucking his intentions. Uh, but also as well as there was a little bit of Mandalorian uh before Mandalorian in this because he he collects up our boy Gus to hand him over and he fucking does. He actually has that Mando moment where he's like, Yeah, you know what? Fuck this. Let me turn around and uh I'm gonna go get him back. And then, you know, the people that he just handed him over to, he ruins their day right and fucking left. But he's not like a very verbal person. He's dead serious fucking all the time. There's no he's all rigid, he's all angles. He he's no soft uh edges. And the version in the show, which I prefer, uh is has those soft things. We talked about this with Invincible, right? Yes. When you go into an adaptation project loving the fucking IP, it's a slippery slope because you're like, I don't fuck this up, right? Uh it's it's very tempting to be to have a Charlie attitude about it. Like, I almost would rather them not adapt it because I love it as it is, than to adapt it, fuck it up, and then make me now not like the source material, which is is you know the fear, but never really happens. Um, but Invincible was very much like that. I was like, God, please, especially in that case where it's animated, it's like, please just don't fuck this up. I love this so much. I was, and they made changes, and I actually like it better. That's how I felt about Sweet Tooth. When the changes that they made were improvements. When you're able to love something so much that you can transcend the fear based decision to change nothing. And instead, you're like, let's make one change. Or let's make seven changes. Let's make 105 changes. <laughs> because even, because what I was saying before, because I don't want to completely lose the thread, one yeah. thing Sweet Tooth does that I've never really seen done before is it is truly, and I have some friends with kids that have kind of tested out the theory, it's not a children's show, but it doesn't ostracize a child who may want to watch it. It is somehow able. No, yeah, it's. It it's, is able to be kind safe. of consumed by everyone, and the decision to almost masquerade the violence. You're you you. I'll, I'll give credit where credits due. You're the one who even verbalized it for me. You said we're kind of seeing it from Sweet Tooth's point of view, not yeah. literally, but we're seeing the scope of the world Close, from him. So it's like when there's clearly heads are getting busted 
It's in a shadow. And I know what's happening. And Um, I would argue, and I'm not saying every show should do it, because Invincible, I want to see people's jaws get ripped off. Um, Live action or cartoon. Like, listen to me very carefully. I want to see jaws fucking torn off. But with Sweet Tooth, I was able to envision something far beyond, I think, what any good effect can do with some of those whoopings. Um, This show filled me with in in you know we're still coming out of the covid era um and you know it's something that's going to be a little bit in the background forever but this show managed despite all of its sadness and darkness and uh, a lot of uh, a, a lot of negative things are being kind of reflected and showcased it's still ultimately a very very optimistic show and i wa- i also wasn't really expecting that and I don't know why. I, I think it's just because everything right now, it's so easy to be like edgy and like everything's fucking bad. It's going to stay bad. And I'm bad, bad. Um, well, you know, I, I get where you're coming. I think that's probably, that probably is derived from the, the overall tone of the show. But like, so so the way the, the season ended, just in case anybody who's listening hasn't seen it yet. Wait, I'll, it throw ends, up the, I'll throw up the warning. It ends in a very much a similar place as like the first arc like the first 12 issues maybe of the comic ends so that's similar kind of similar to like the way game of thrones did it yeah right, where the first season everyone first died at a wedding well you know no, later on later on that happens but um no no my point is like it isn't overly optimistic like it ends on a fucking real downer in terms of like what's happening you have a couple of moments like oh that's a sweet type thing and you have like arousing like okay we're Let's go get them, type type thing. But very much so. God forbid that they don't make a second season. I, I have no doubt that that uh, they will because it's in, in, unbelievably. Uh, I'll have to make it with speed. action figures because yeah. I can't deal with it. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll help you out with the ma- making of those. Um, no, but but if if the, we didn't get a season two, where I'm fucking sweet left tooth. off? <laughs> that's no, that's that compared even to the comic version is some goof from a goof but my point was this was that it's not optimistic in terms of like look at look at what's happening in the world isn't this so great no it's that you have shadow you're always gonna have shadow but when 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 the world is mostly shadow you can't focus on all that darkness right that would be the easiest thing to do the 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 courageous thing to do and Really, ultimately, the only thing you can do in order to survive is to look for that faraway light, to look for those possibilities. And that's what's so great. I do also have to say this, and I'm glad that you brought it up as a topic, because um, regardless, especially in an adaptation like this where you're getting a lot of a particular character, if your performers are not top-notch, and I don't care if they're 10 or if they're 50 or if they're 100, if they're trashish, as the Sarge likes to say, then your project is fucked, right? It is proper fucked because it's going to take people out of the story. It's going to take people out of the moment. It's the reason why Stranger Things is so uh, so amazing um, because, again, the Duffy Brothers, they're not really giving us unheard of concepts if anything they're playing on our nostalgia buttons um but the the young performers are just talented actors 
And without that, so Good Omens is the opposite of that that I can think of. Good Omens is IP that I fucking loved as much as you can love anything going in. And the performances, fucking uh, my Christina. I mean, the, 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 the fucking cast was otherworldly. However, I was not a fan of the child actors. And it took what should have been a home run and made it like a lucky double, right? Like a double misplayed in outfield type of thing. Didn't get the ball in fast enough. And at least we got a runner in scoring position because it is Neil Gaiman. But I was expecting a home run. So you can be... You, you know, you can move the bar depending on your performers. The fucking young performers in particular, the young gentleman that plays uh, Sweet Tooth Gus himself, he's just a fantastic little actor. So it keeps you engrossed. You and just want to see what's next. And I don't know if it's just a situation where they're like working him like a puppet. Or if it's just natural God-given gift, or if it's a ton of him just putting in the little kid work, um, there is nothing about that performance. And honestly, I feel that way about everybody, even some of the stuff that's a little bit more um, on the nose, even some of the characters that need to be in a, in a pretty small bubble, even they're just like, fucking, they're doing their job, and they're doing an excellent uh uh they're doing excellent work there's nobody pulling focus for the wrong reason there really isn't there there really isn't it's just an overall and it feels beautifully crafted show and it it feels like such a perfectly fleshed out world you know like having it's real Right. Yeah, it's just like everyone, as as pretentious as it may seem, and I doubt they did it literally, but everyone knows what they were doing before the outbreak. Everyone knows what their reaction to the babies were. Everyone knows how they're living now. There's no one doing a, a, a there's no one who doesn't fully understand shit that we're never gonna see. Like a ba- the characters, the characters, yeah, the and the 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 performers for their characters, and also the people yeah. behind the scenes when they're putting together these scripts, when they're putting together the visuals of the world. Everything is such an informed decision. I mean, again, the the I I made mention of it, but you know, big man having kind of what you need to survive. It's always like because it lines up with what he needs. There's one moment where like. The, the whole story could come to a screeching halt if he didn't have some shoelaces because people need fucking shoelaces. And sure. that's one of those things that I always hope for with like a post-apocalyptic story is like you need to you need to bring out something clever. Like you can't always be gas and water like that. Like there's oh, there's sure, a sure. bunch of sh- little world building things like, oh, fuck, I could use some. Sh- those are nice boots. And he's not eyeballing the boots. He's eyeballing the laces. He's fucking genius. And there are so many moments in that show just from like not even beyond like enjoying the story, enjoying the performances, just enjoying some of those decisions. You're just like, ah. yeah, but that's that's a Charlie thing. I think when when people uh, when people ingest that type of stuff, they do it like, you know, they have their veggies, but it's because like the broccoli was diced up and hiding in some mac and cheese. So they, they had some good storytelling and world building fed to them. And they were like, that was good. But, but they thought like this mac and cheese is delicious. They didn't even realize they just sucked down a fair amount, like the daily dose of broccoli, like of good writing. Um, some of the things, though, that that I don't want to be lost with the topic was 
some of the additions that they made. So there's certain things where like you adjust characters for one reason or another, but there are also situations where you add in characters for specific purpose. And um, when you're walking in the door familiar with the IP and you're like, Hey, I don't remember her. Then all of a sudden um, I don't, I, I, I particularly like it because it makes me pay closer attention because I know you don't, you don't, if you're, if you're writing a story, you don't fucking put a cup on the edge of a table for no reason. At some point, right? At some point, the aliens are going to run through the house and knock off that fucking glass because the aliens are allergic to water. But you don't think about that until like, oh, an hour ago. That's right. They were giving her shit for putting the fucking cup on the edge of the table. That's what's going on when you're adding these characters. So Bear, even though they did lift her name. Um, yeah, she's, Bear's she's, a she's reinvention. She's yeah. Obviously for a very specific reason. Uh, same thing with the fucking the zookeeper. Yeah, uh, what have you? I mean, the only character really um, that's been pretty much untouched in the in the translation has been Abbott. I mean, yeah. he is he he looks like uh, he it could have been one of those um, the Who Framed Roger Rabbit situations or uh, what was the other one with Brad Pitt where he the cartoon uh, world, yeah, Cool World, Cool World, yeah, yeah fucking Abbott was like. He went right through. Like, he had to, like, with the big beard and the glasses, like, I'm not bad. They just draw me this way. I had to, like, Google, be like, did the fucking, did they know this guy? Is the character based on him? Is he, like, someone's neighbor and just always rocking the fucking, and on a tank? Uh, no, when I, I. I'll admit, I when I was like, yo, those fucking round glasses are pretty fire. I wonder if I could pull them off. Let's see. Order them up. Let's and it go. turns out you fucking can. Well, it's, yeah. it's literally Abbott, you, and Br the late great Brian Pillman are the only three I want to see rocking round glasses. And if you're Brian Pillman, you need the one that flaps up with the bullets. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I will never fucking pretend I don't look for excuses to love something. But when it, when it hits me as like, oh, no, like this series is going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be on that list of things that every two years I'm going to get itchy to be like, let me fucking check in again with, with sweet Tooth. Like when the show's over and, and hopefully goes a hundred seasons, I'll be the cat. They're like, Oh, fucking season 15's coming. Let me slowly start chomping away at season one to get but you to know, rewatch. My rewatch is, is the, my bread and butter. That's, that's the binge move. Oh, season two's coming out. Let me go ahead and recharge the old uh, mutant batteries, and uh, let me let me go. Ahead. I you know that's my shit with fucking um, uh, God. There's so many so many great uh, BBC shows are like that because sometimes they'll go off the air, and you're like, am I ever fucking going to see like what happens now? And then all of a sudden, like six years later, you're like, oh shit, they made another season. Then you have to refresh your memory. Um, but yeah, no, I I. Uh, I there's can't just, wait for the next just season, something... especially since they dropped it all like Easter candy, right? Like regular yeah. candy, you just ease it through. You're like, oh, make it last the week. You're not getting anything else. Easter candy, you're like, give me that fucking basket. I'm going to give myself Netflix diabetes as fast as I possibly can, 
and there's nothing you can do to stop me. I literally watched the last episode of that season, and I was like, "Ooh boy, I can't wait to start this again." And uh, I'm already two episodes in. I've already returned to the world of Sweet Tooth nice. uh, because that's you know. Then when we get to season two, I'm the idiot who's like, "Well, if you remember, those <laughs> races were red, and now they're they're purple." Ooh. I am. I, I'm fine with being a loser, baby. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with being a loser. But you, lovely people, are not losers because you probably have hit share. You've probably hit like. You probably tune in week after week, and now your next mission is to bring people into our little animal zoo here at yeah. US Comics Cast. Every Wednesday, audio episode is up first thing in the morning. It is up before you are every Wednesday morning and every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, where right here on facebook on youtube on twitch you want us there let us know we'll go wherever else i'll show up at your house i'll do a show right in front of you but my dear brother there is only one way that we end each and every episode of u.s comics cast and why don't you tell these lovely people how that is it is so simple first you gotta turn the power on you gotta turn the volume up you gotta Tune bad Mary and open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky. Save Miss Space Girl. We are.